Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. I'm so happy you're here with me today because I have such a fantastic guest on the show. With me today is Corby Mitleid. She is a writer, a world-renowned psychic, medium, certified tarot master reader, and so, so much more. I'm going to let her explain so much more about that because it's such a fantastic background, and I'm so excited to have you on the show today with us, Corby. It's great to be here. Start with the questions. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. So first, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. How did you get into this line of work? What is it that you love so much about it? Um, and just kind of give us a little bit of background. Oh, easy. Uh, the first thing you want is what I call the 30-second elevator speech. <laughs> when I was nine, I read a book called The Witch Family by Eleanor Estes, and I thought, ooh, there's magic in the world. I want to go find it. Um, fast forward to 1973 when I was a senior in high school. And yes, that tells you how old I am. Um, <laughs> that was the year Live and Let Die came out with Jane Seymour as Solitaire, the card reader. Yeah. So I was working part-time at Spencer Gifts. They had the James Bond 007 tarot deck and I bought it because we were all hippies then. You yeah. had your elephant bell bottoms, your David Crosby fringe jacket and your deck. I read for 20 years for friends, had a great time with it but worked at keeping my ego out of the way so the message would be clear. Yeah. All of a sudden in the early 90s, I could do hands-on healing and talk to dead people with no training. That's when the universe handed me my draft notice and said, greetings, you're working for us. Yeah. I did it part-time for a long time. Meanwhile, checkered career, actress, author, inspirational speaker, video producer, executive recruiter, writer for the graphic novel series, ElfQuest. But on 9-11, as we watched the towers burn, I looked at my husband. I said, I need to do the psychic work full time. People yeah. need to know there are other answers out there. He said, I believe in you. Go do it. So for one more year, I worked corporate 70 hours a week, did this evenings and weekends, then took the leap. And since then, it's been six days a week, 14 hours a day. I read about a thousand people a year and I get to get up in the morning. I don't have to get up in the morning. Yeah. That's the biggest gift right there. That's amazing. That's so many readings within a week, a month, a year. That's so many. That's so amazing. Well, a lot of it is because when I was on the road 45 weekends a year for 18 years, my nickname was the Travel Channel. <laughs> um, if I did a four-day show up in Canada, it would run three to nine, 10 to nine, 10 to nine, and 10 to six. In those four days, I would read 70 people and do two lectures. Now, at the end of each day, you put me in a body bag, you roll me back to B&B. But you get a lot of time in. Also, uh, I do one hour uh, free reading sessions once a month. And even in an hour, I mean, I've been reading for so long, I'm fast. I'll do 30 to 40 people with, you know, quick three card throwdowns. Wow. So it adds up. Yeah, I love that. So I want to ask you just because there's so much information, there's so many amazing things, things that you do, and they're all very different modalities. So mm -hmm. um, depending on because, you know, on our channel here, a, a bunch of the people that are listening, most of the people that are listening either have autoimmune disease, have been through that, have some kind of chronic illness, are trying to avoid chronic illness, like there's so many different kind of health and wellness and improving life, uh, people listening to the show. And that's what we're here for. So because you do so many amazing different things, if someone who's out there that's thinking, wow, I just, I just need to figure out how to get through this illness, or I just need to figure out how to like better my life. What are some good um, advice or things for you to say, like, this is the direction you should go, or these are the things that you should um, ask me to help you with. Like, how do you know which modality to look for? I guess is my long question. <laughs> I listen. I listen very 
carefully. Um, what you don't get to hear in all of that I, that I just told you is I'm a three-time cancer dancer. Now, what's that? Notice I don't say I fought cancer because what you fight fights back. And I am not a survivor because I do a hell of a lot more than hang on by teeth and toenails. Yeah. As a cancer dancer, I found out how graceful I could be under pressure, avoided getting my toes stepped on and got off the dance floor in one piece. Um, from the time I was 11, I had a Dolly Parton figure, literally. Um, when I had cancer the first time in 1989 when I was acting in New York, second time when I had just moved back north from Georgia. And the third time I had only been married to my wonderful husband, 18 months. And they said, okay, this is a second primary, but it's three strikes, you're out. We're taking the rack, we're taking the ovaries, and you're going from this luscious Dolly Parton figure to a fat fire plug with permanent side effects in three weeks. Suck it up. Right. Now, did I go home and cry for the first 24 hours? Yes, I'm normal. <laughs> but one of the things I know you need to do is you need to find three reasons to be okay with it. I don't care how dumb they are. Yeah. So my three were, number one, you don't have them. You can't get cancer there. Number two, the top half is not going to get slammed in the refrigerator door at the doctor's every year. And every woman listening knows exactly what I'm talking about with that. Yes. Third, implants. I'll be perky till I'm 90 degrees. This is cool. So I got out of Mass General after a double mastectomy and reconstruction in three days, shopped for a bathing suit in five. Been 19 years this month. I think today, as a matter of fact. Now, is everything perfect? No. Uh, there were a lot of permanent, there was a lot of permanent damage that was done to my body that totally changed the marriage that my husband and I thought we were going to get to have. Yeah. But we are now in year 21, 22. And we love each other more now than we did the day we were married because we had to work on the marriage. So the marriage was a little bit of a casualty, but not that much. Yeah. Putting that together for your people, this is what I would tell you. You have to live the examined life. Now, what's that? This thing is happening to me and it absolutely sucks and I don't want it, but I can't get out of it mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Okay. So your first question is, what do I need to learn from the experience? Because there's always something to learn from it. Secondary for me, because of how I'm wired, is how can I teach with that? Mm -hmm. And the next thing is say, next. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, you know, she, they had colon cancer 15 years ago, and they walk up and say, hi, my name is Marianne, and I'm a cancer survivor. Look, in 1973, I was the Betty Crocker homemaker of tomorrow for New Jersey. <laughs> but I don't talk about that now, because that's 50 years ago, and I have moved on. Yeah. When you don't stay stuck in the story and you make a concerted effort not to be that professional victim, mm -hmm. life opens up. It really does. That's amazing. Yeah. And that's really true. I mean, our our mindset controls so much of our body. So it's so mm -hmm. yeah, that's so true. And there's always there's always a next, there's always something else. There's always a bigger picture. So it's such great advice to remember that because sometimes it is difficult to see that. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm going to tell people is don't think of it as bad karma. Please, 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 please. Good and bad karma is very carrot and stick. It's kindergarten version. Yeah. Karma is really five things. Unbalanced energy, 
healing service contrast and healing the beliefs. Mm -hmm. And the example I always love to use for that is Ryan White. If you remember, he was the kid in the late 80s who got AIDS from a blood transfusion, but people did not know much about AIDS. And so his family was made a pariah in their entire community. But yeah. somehow Ryan got to meet Elton John. Elton became close friends with the family. When Ryan died, Elton played at his funeral, got sober from drugs and alcohol because of Ryan inspiring him and started the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which at this point has raised half a billion dollars for yeah. HIV and AIDS research. So Ryan White's life turned out to be one of immense service. Yeah. Not suffering because he was awful. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great example because it is true. There's so many amazing things that come out of bad things. And I've heard the word karma thrown around so many times where it's always like, oh, karma's going to get that person or, you know, whatever. So it's it's really good to have that conversation and that connection too, because I think that there is a lot of misconception out there because I think people, especially when we're in a state of chronic illness or anything really that affects our lives and our body, we're looking for some type of spirituality. We're looking for answers. We're looking for someone to come from somewhere and tell us why, because usually that's the biggest question. Why me? Why this? Why that? And so I think sometimes the hardest part is like, what does that spirituality look like? Where can I put that energy? Where can I you know, where can I direct that? And so do you have any advice or ideas for, for that type of thought process? Well, that all goes with not being a, a professional victim. Mm -hmm. um, we choose in our pre-birth plan, yeah. whatever, for whatever reason. Um, the research that I've done for me is the cancer happened because in other lives, I was a guy, wasn't all that great. So I had to learn what it was like to be in a female body and only valued for what you looked like and surmount that. Yeah. Um, when you realize that this is not because somebody doesn't love you, mm -hmm. that in some sense, your higher self, which is the totality of your own soul, has given you this role to play and to explore. Yeah it hurts a little less. And when people say, well, what do you mean higher self role, blah, blah, blah. I use the example of Matt Smith, okay? okay. Matt Smith, the actor. First, he was the 11th doctor on Doctor Who. He was my doctor. But when he hung up the suspenders and the bow tie, he went and played Prince Philip in the first two seasons of The Crown. And when he hung up the military suit for the prince, now he's some whack job on House of the Dragon. Now, right. Matt Smith is like our soul that animates the doctor, the prince, and the whack job. These are our separate incarnations. Yeah. Okay. So if someone says, um, you know, karma is going to get you. Well, that could be true, friend, that the person who did you a dirty in the next life has to flip it, but you're not necessarily going to see it. Right. You know, it's not like you can go and tattle. He stole my cookie, make him do something. No. Yeah. You know, could be you had something you needed to learn from having your cookie stolen. So react to it within your own life. Don't go looking for somebody else to get whacked on the nose with a newspaper because that ain't going to work. Right. <laughs> no instant gratification is going to happen. Right. Right. <laughs> not kids. The only gratification is what we can give ourselves. 
Right, exactly, exactly. So I want to go a little bit further and talk about how, you know, you, you're a master tarot reader, you're um, a psychic medium, you have all these fantastic gifts that you've been given, whether you've always felt like they were fantastic gifts or not, is a different story, but I think they are fantastic gifts. And so I'm just wondering for, for people out there that are thinking, oh, this is, this is definitely something I've always considered. This is something I've always wanted to do, but I haven't been brave enough to reach out and have a reading mm-hmm. or things like that. What, what advice can you give people to make them feel like, yes, this is something you should do, or these are the things you can expect, or just to kind of give people that extra step to be able to make that, that step if that's what they are wanting to do. Okay. Um, one of the things that I'm going to tell your listeners right now is I have a particularly ebook called Psychic Answers, which are the first two chapters of my book, The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. What I'd like people to do is if they drop me a line and they say, I heard you with Brandy, I will pop that ebook right out to them because that really is um, your fast guidebook. The key is we are not the repairman for your life. Mm -hmm. We can hand you the toolbox. The way I put it is, here are your opportunities and how to grab them. Here's the tough stuff. Here's how to get through it or around it. Here's your toolbox. Always, if you can, ask the empowering question. What does that mean? Don't say, is my new business going to be a success? Because what if I looked at you and said, no, you're going to live in a box under a bridge. You're going to lose everything, which I wouldn't. My readings are different, but the Madam Hoo-Ha's and the Swami Swalandas out there, you know, the ones with the neon signs in the window, they yeah. would, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four, your dog, $50 every family member, 25 for a dog, he smell, we fix. And they're going to sell you $600 blessed candles and tell you, you have to come back to them every two weeks or hell will break loose. Right. No, 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 no. You got to. <laughs> You know, you want to go see a good intuitive because that's the other thing we are is we're intuitive counselors. Yeah. We have a website, check for our testimonials. Um, If you go to a psychic fair or a spiritual expo, you don't know any of us from Adam's house cat. You all have to be good puppies. Mm -hmm. First, you have to do your walkies. You go in and you walk around and you take a look at all the booths. Then you have to get paper trained. You go to anybody who looks interesting and you pick up our rack cards and you see what we do. Um, let me see. Yes. Here's my example of a rack card. See, nice and simple. Yeah. You sit down and you read the material. Mm-hmm. Then you go back and see if you can talk to the psychic or their front person, but read their testimonial books. Those are comments from people that have had readings. And the last thing is my darlings, check in here. You, you know, check in at, at heart. If you don't feel like the psychic has a brain in their head, they really care about their clients or they're going to give you good information, don't go there no matter how cool the wiki woo looks on the table. Right. Okay? (laughs) There'll be somebody else. But my whole thing is to give you deep dish answers. I don't just say yes or no. Going back to the opening of business, multiple card spread, a card for you, a card for any of your partners, a card for the energy around the business, brick and mortar location to look for marketing, clients, competition, staff, finances, what you need to know and best possible outcome. Okay. Now that is going to put power in your hands to make wise decisions and to go. Yeah. If you want to know, does Bruce love you? 
you, Bruce, the relationship, what you need to know, best possible outcome. I may check the karma underneath. And if you still don't know, three threes, three cards for you stay, three cards for canceling, three cards for you leave. But then I zip it. You have to make that decision on stay, cancel, and go. The only time I put in my or is if you let me know that you were battered or gaslit or abused, in which case the reader's turban comes off, my reverend collar comes on, and I will counsel you on how to leave to stay safe. Yeah, that's very important. Yeah, for sure. And I love that. I love that um, one, there are, there are definitely people out there who are not out for your best interest. So always do your due diligence. So that's fantastic advice. And so, um, you know, and then knowing that you're not going to provide necessarily your entire life path like this, you're not going to say you're going to be a millionaire when you're 50. Like that's not, not me first. And I'm past 50. So there you go. But you're going to give sound advice for whatever's happening in their life. So if someone can, came to you, are there um, questions that you're like, don't ask me that, like go a different direction. These are things that I will not answer for you. There, is there anything like that? Yep. What is my purpose? What is my soul plan? Yeah. Okay. No psychic should tell you your purpose because it'll have no meaning. It's like walking into Russian lit and saying, to the teacher, look, I know you read War and Peace. I don't feel like reading it. Just tell me what happened and give me an A, will you? <laughs> so um, in my book, Clean Out Your Life Closet, I have a short version of my very 90-minute explanation and work with you on what to do, okay? Yeah. So the questions you ask yourself to learn, first of all, what has my life been about? And the example I use is if you've always had a roller uh, coaster relationship with money, how has that shaped your idea about prosperity? Do you feel you're doomed to a marginal existence? Does it make you want to make money no matter what? Or does it inspire you to live more simply? So the feeling that was once one of lack now transforms into having enough. So that's three ways of looking at that. Second is where does your happiness live? Okay. That's for me, words are my drug of choice. I love writing. Where do I find comfort? That's the things you surround yourself, the people you surround yourself to stay stable. What crises changed your life? With me, it was the cancer. With these other people, it could be autoimmune disease, could be surviving a tornado, losing your house. How do you learn or work best? This is really important. Are you left brain or right brained? Um, and last, what do you want to be remembered for? And that doesn't necessarily mean famous, famous. Right. I want to be remembered for giving people wonderful insights and getting them to laugh while I do it. I do that. I've lived my purpose. Yeah. And everybody has a purpose that way because that's how our souls, our higher selves set us up. That's what we are here to do and to learn and to give away. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and that's, that's such a powerful thing because I could see when you're, when you're seeking out guidance or help, you're thinking of so many different things in your life and so many things that are going on. And I can see the, I don't want to use the word desperation, but it's the only one that's coming to me right now to ask for like, please tell me everything that I need to do and my entire purpose in life and how to make that happen. So I can see that being a question that would be 
probably, you probably hear that quite a bit, <laughs> which is obviously mm -hmm. why it's in your book. Um, yeah. And I can, you know, and I see where that comes from, from people. But as you're saying, you have to dig deeper than that and figure out what it is you really are trying to, to figure sure. out. So sure. what are, what are some really good ways or what are some good questions that, as example, that people could ask that would be appropriate questions that would get them to what they really want to know? What am I doing getting in my own way? Um, I love the multiple choice. For instance, here are all the talents I have. Where is my strength? And then we look and see where that is. Yeah. Um, it's like if somebody's child says, I've been accepted to four colleges, I don't know what to do. Um, I wouldn't tell them where to go, but I might say, okay, you go to Ohio State, it's perfectly normal. You go to Lehigh, you probably will change your major. You go to Syracuse, you will um, spend time abroad. And if you go to UNC, North Carolina, you're going to graduate in three years. Mm -hmm. Now, they will decide what they love. But yeah. notice none of them were bad. They got accepted to all, but the experience would be different. This at least gives them a little bit of a feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's so powerful too, because you have more information to go with, especially if you're stuck mm -hmm. on, you don't know what choice and you have no way of narrowing it down. It gives you so much more information to make that decision with, which is so powerful. And mm -hmm. so, you know, if someone came to you and they said, um, I'm doing this, this, and this, um, you know, whatever that might be, am I doing the right things? I mean, is that a question that goes back to this is my life purpose or is the, you know, no, is that right a thing is, does it move you forward? Right. Okay. Um, for instance, I went from keto to the Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. Is that going to change my life path? No, it's going to help my health. Yeah. Um, I feel better. Right. So not everything is major crashing orchestra. <laughs> do this. Sometimes right. it's what do you want? Yeah. Um, because, you know, that's one thing, especially with women, we are taught not to do. That's a big thing. Women come to me in their 40s and 50s and say, I don't know what I want. Mm -hmm. And they are terrified. But this yeah. is why. When we're two, we see the shiny silver thing on top of the big white thing and we reach and mom goes, bad, hot. Well, okay. But yeah. we're four. There's a plate of cookies. We're smart four-year-old. We know there's more cookie in the big one than the little one. And we reach for it and our mother goes, you're bad and you're selfish. So you're not even going to get the cookie. And she gives it to your little brother who eats it at you. And then she compounds it with, besides, girls who eat cookies get fat. Nobody likes fat girls. Do you really want a cookie? To the point where by the time we're six or seven, we have been mentally bludgeoned with the idea if we want anything, we're wrong, we're bad, we'll be punished and somebody else gets it. Yeah. Now that was definitely my generation. Gen Z's, Gen Alphas are not gonna put up with that. Mm -hmm. Gen X millennials, yeah, you did too. Yeah. So it's time to learn you are allowed to want. Mm -hmm. That no is a fabulous idea because a lot of people won't even say no. Yeah. That you are in charge of your own life. You may not be able to change outside circumstances, but you can always change your response. Right. Stimulus, belief, response. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such great advice because it, it it is true. I mean, we have so much control over our own lives and our own destinies, really, that we mm -hmm. often fail to see that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we're looking for someone outside to tell us 
that we're allowed to do something. And I can 100% say that I have been that person. Um, I am a reco I, I like to say I'm a recovered people pleaser um, <laughs> because, you know, that's how I grew up is trying to please people. And I think that's pretty common for a lot of people, especially women. Um, yeah. And then a lot of people in, in the chronic illness world, you know, when we go to a doctor and they tell us something, we're like, yes, okay, we'll do that. Even though if our brain is saying that doesn't sound right. And so, okay. <laughs> big, big, big thing there. You have to be a co-conspirator, not a patient, a sheeple. Yeah. Okay. Um, perfect example. I have a cardiologist who spends six minutes with me. It's all he's allowed by the insurance. Three visits ago, he said, well, um, diet doesn't really matter because you just got handed a bad set of genetic markers. Mm -hmm. So here you have to take all these meds. Right. Well, I didn't want to take the meds. So instead I went from keto to Mediterranean diet. Yeah. All of my blood numbers dropped. And he said, okay, well, you know, your diet didn't really matter because you just got handed a set of good genetic markers. Didn't even remember what he said, but I want your numbers even lower. So now you're going to take these drugs. Needless to say, I throw them out whenever they come in, in the mail. Yeah. Okay. Being a co-conspirator instead of a patient means you can control your own responses better um, and find a doctor who will listen. I have a fabulous GP. She's the one who says, you are doing brilliantly. Do not worry about your weight. You're not that heavy. You're grandmotherly plump. <laughs> and no, your numbers are not as bad as the cardiologist says. Yeah. You know, right. find a doctor who's on your team, doesn't think they're God. Right. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I can mm -hmm. agree with that more. That's so true. And, and be your own advocate. It's okay. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. So I want to make sure before we run out of time that everyone has a chance to know how can they get in touch with you? How can they reach out to you? Where can they find your books? All the fantastic information, because I know there's people out there thinking, okay, how do I reach her? <laughs> All right. Um, actually, Brandy, they can't avoid me is the truth of the matter. You find me at my website, CorbyMitlide.com. You find me on Facebook, Corby Mitlide Psychic at Fire Through Spirit. You can find me on Pinterest and Instagram and YouTube. And uh, if you want to work with me on a one-to-one -one basis and learn some of the metaphysical stuff I do, you can find me at Patreon. Awesome. So many places to find you. That's fantastic. <laughs> so Thank you. And the books are all on Amazon. You can always find them there. Perfect. Yeah. And, and there's so much information in the books. Um, I had the pleasure of reading through one of them and it's so fantastic and it really is such a great guide and so much information. Um, so, so fantastic. I can't recommend that enough, but if you weren't able to write all of that down, I'll make sure and put it in the show notes. So everybody is very easy to uh, find Corby. You can just go there, find whatever Avenue works the best for you and, and find the links there. And, and again, Corby, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and for sharing all of this fantastic information and for what, doing what you do for everyone out there. It's, it's so wonderful. It was a pleasure to be here, Brandy. I had a great time. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Goodbye. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. 
for your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.